There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. This is Soccer 101 with Moon and Rockio. Hey, welcome back to Soccer 101. I am Moon and that is Matt Rockio. Let's go, Moon. Let's go, baby. We're within a week of the game. We got new kids coming out. I mean, time to get excited for St. Louis soccer. I'm excited. I can tell that you're excited. Just seeing you in the hallways uh, over at Hubbard, you know, like when we're seeing each other kind of pass uh, on the way to the jock bathroom, as they call it, and the <laughs> and the and the coffee room. Like, there's like there's a pep in your step, my man. Yeah. There's kind of a pep in my step too, and I think it's a little bit of the sun being out kind of recently, and uh, and the season is a couple days away, like a weekend and a, and a sleep, and then we're there, dude. Yep, and it's not just we're there. It's champions. It's champions cup, which is just is an insane thing to think about as, as people who obviously, you know, like most soccer fans in St. Louis are, our experience starts, you know, when we were young, but when it comes to like this level of competition, a lot of us became fans through the European game. And so hearing something like champions cup, it just, it has this like sound, there's almost like trumpets blaring in, in, in your, in your subconscious, whenever you say champions cup, because it's such a big deal. And so I'm so excited that it, that it's here on Tuesday, not just starting the season, but the fact that we're kicking off the season with this kind of potentially legendary game for city in their history. I, c- I couldn't be more excited. Yeah, me too, man. And I know, um, you know, we didn't talk about it too much in the beginning of the last season, uh, you know, even after even after that that incredible first couple uh, couple matches. But it was like, you know, when we when 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 they announced the team, we were going to get a team and we thought, OK, you know, and for those that don't know, you got to you got to end up in the top leagues. Uh, you got to end up in the top of your league to make it to the CONCACAF Champions Cup. And it's a, you know, an interleague league. It's like the UEFA Champions League from over in Europe, if you're familiar with that and kind of how that works. You know, they take the top four from England against the top four from, uh, you know, Germany and the top couple from Italy, the top couple from Spain and France and all that. And, they, yep. you know, it's it's like it's just Incredible. They've got the music. I'm sure you saw the ads for the Super Bowl and all that. Well, this is ours, the CONCACAF Champions Cup. And to have St. Louis City SC come out of the first season, um, you know, win the division and and be up there and 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 get into the CONCACAF uh, CONCACAF Champions Cup in the very first year that you were eligible, that they were eligible is just icing on the cake. The coolest blessing. This is a big freaking deal. And it's not even something that I hoped for because I didn't. I, you know, it's not that I wasn't thinking about it. I was just being a reasonable fan, thinking this is going to be an, our inaugural season. I hope we do really well. I hope we impress a whole bunch of people, and I hope it's exciting. And, of course, to end up talking about the first match of the season here coming up on the 20th against Houston. Yeah, it sucks that it's against Houston, and it's it's hard to explain to people when I'm like, it's this big deal, this interleague champions <laughs> cup. And they're like, but you're playing Houston. You know, that's a little bit of a bad luck uh, sort of thing, but Houston is on fire. They're a great team and we got to make it through them anyway to, to have anything to say about this champions cup anyway. So you may as well get a team like this out of the way and, uh, and, and do it early in the season. Am I right? 
Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, and, and I, I love that it's it's starting off with an MLS opponent right out of the gate, you know, feet wet a little bit. Don't have to make the big jump to the south to the, uh, you know, the, the the middle America clubs right out of the gate. So I like that for City. You know, it's a little bit of a of a lean in on the first round. And I don't want to get too cocky, but, you know, because Houston's a, a good team, but they're they're missing their biggest signing from the from the offseason. Uh, at least they are right now. If something could change. I don't think so for at least for the first leg on Tuesday. And on the opposite side. I just keep getting more excited about the additions that St. Louis City made. And all those guys are available, and they're, they're hitting the ground running. They've played in all the preseason games. we got another preseason game uh, between uh, our last podcast and this one, Moon, where City again looked good with the young players. The new additions all looked really good. So there's a lot of excitement around St. Louis City, and, and for good reason. Yeah, there's a lot of excitement. And like you said, in this preseason stuff, everybody is looking sharp. Everybody's looking sharp. Um, it's looking like a, a cohesive unit uh, with a real plan. I know that's uh, that's been the St. Louis City way so far this last season or two is like having a plan and executing that plan. Everybody's looking really solid. Now, we've gone a few minutes on this episode already, and we haven't acknowledged that today is a special episode. Uh, yes. Matt and I are recording this a day or two before we're releasing it, kind of for the first time in a while, because uh, there's a huge announcement that's about to be made. And this is the day the announcement is made. We're having Matt Seebeck, the C. EO, the chief entertainment officer of your St. Louis City SC. He's going to be right here with us in just a few minutes. We're talking all sorts of things. Now, he was making the rounds last week about the elevating the food experience over at City Park. We know all about their local in-stadium food program. They had 25 uh, different eateries um, that were a part of the in-game uh, experience last year, and they're adding more. We talked a little bit about it in the last episode. Uh, Mr. Matt Seebeck is going to come on here and talk a little bit more about that. But there's also a huge release, a huge uh, announcement that's happening on this podcast and around the soccer world today. Uh, that's going to be exciting. So we'll get to that in just a few minutes when Matt jumps on the uh, on the podcast. I'm excited to see him again. Have you had him on your show uh, before, Rocchio? Yeah, we had Matt on last year to kind of break down, you know, all the different stuff they're going to be doing. We had him on last year to talk about, you know, that 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 first round of of the restaurants. And I know we talked about it a little bit last week, but I, and we're going to talk a lot about the jersey. But I'm interested in, in asking Matt again, just you know, what you know, obviously the, the incredible success from the food and kind of this new era of city flavor, another year of city flavor as they're pumping it up as kind of everything he's got going with that. We already talked about everything they're adding for city too. I'm fascinated by that. I really want to get his, his thoughts on, on what went into the thought process there because, and really, if anything, I, I kind of want to get down to the, what you talked about moon in, in a couple episodes ago, which is, continuing to build the culture and, and reaching out to the city and, and, and making sure it's a cohesive effort between the, the team and the city and building this, this unique soccer culture in St. Louis and defining it the MLS level. And I really think that these are the kind of things that do it. Yeah. And you know, uh, another thing, and we didn't even plan on talking about this, but uh, you were just talking about how they're kind of connected to the, the, the city and how they've done that right and helped build the, uh, Build the culture here or, or continue the, the soccer culture here. And you know what I've noticed? And uh, full disclosure, I'm even a part of um, a new soccer facility that's uh, uh, oh. about to, yeah, about to kick off here over in Columbia, Illinois. But there's a lot of different um, soccer programs and, and, and leagues and facilities that are really popping up. Uh, and I think it's because of not just the, the, the hype 
from St. Louis City SC, but from the reaction of the culture that's like, yes, yes, like this is a, a good place for soccer. This is a historically rich place uh, for soccer. And it's not just youth sports. It's it's really everybody. So I'm, I'm just I'm loving the residual effects of um, of all the work that 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 city has done. Uh, you know, directly and indirectly. I'm just, I'm loving the buzz and the feel and the excitement around the city, around the sport. I've been trying to share this sport and grow this sport. And uh, I'm just so happy that it's all, it's just all lining up, you know? And and for years we talked about bringing MLS to the SDL and there was, you know, this guy on the Illinois side that wanted to do it and he was getting MLB players to maybe, um, you know, pledge some money and that fell through. And I mean, I was, I was trying to be a part of anything that I could that was bringing St. Louis to St. Uh, or uh, bringing MLS soccer to, to, to St. Louis. And it was tough, man. I, I brought my kids to every athleta uh, or the, um, the uh, uh, athletica uh, matches. I brought mm-hmm. my kids to all the STLFC matches. I brought my kids when, dude, when, when the, when the WPS was it women's professional soccer it was WPS, right? Yeah. When, WPSL. When the, yeah. When the WPSL came here and they first, they did their first couple matches at a college over in Edwardsville, I believe. And I was there or Collinsville, maybe I was there. I was dragging my kids all the way over there to try to do anything I could to support St. Louis soccer. And the fact that it's just like, lining up and it was the best thing that had happened when it happened and who it happened with, uh, with the Taylor family and the enterprise company and all that kind yeah. of thing. Um, I'm just, I'm just so happy, man. I'm just, well, um, I'm happy we're talking about all this. Before we get to uh, Matt Sivak here in a few minutes, I, I do want to talk about our excitement coming up for Tuesday. Um, we had another friendly, the last one of the year against New York Red Bull ended up being a two, two tie. But what jumped out to me from that tie had to be that bloom uh, got the got the opening goal on an assist from Thomas Totland, and then it was Nokvi Thorison who got the nod at the dot for a penalty shot in the second half, and he converted from there. And the the Bloom one's interesting to me because obviously we see him in an attacking role very often. The couple times he did score a goal, it was pretty special. But the Bloom thing's fascinating to me just because I think the position battle between him and Chris Durkin has really heated up over the preseason. And I think that's my biggest question as much as I'm wondering exactly what the attacking, you know, three or four players going to be. Is it Nook V? Is it Celio? So on and so forth. I really think at this point, the, the battle between Blom and Durkin and, and the potential of will they ever play together in, in a two in a two man pivot. I think that's becoming the more fa- most fascinating thing as we head out of the preseason into uh, the regular season. Hey, soccer fans, let me tell you about Woods Basement Systems, the all things basement experts. Right now, you can get a free estimate at moonloveswoods.com because spring is here and that means rain and wet soaked ground all around your house. If your basement has musty smells, damp walls, signs of mold or mildew, maybe even standing water in your basement after a rainstorm, you got to call Woods today. Wet and leaky basements do not get better with time. They get better with Woods. Remember, I had that incredibly difficult front porch situation that looked bad and was a total safety hazard and Woods Basement Systems helped me fix that for good. Not only did they level the entire slab of concrete, but they installed piers to make sure that the job was done right for the long term. They can fix your settling driveways and so much more. The basement waterproofing, the foundation repair, egress windows. Go to moonloveswoods.com for a free estimate today. Don't wait any longer. Prevent further damage. Remember, the problems won't get better with time. They'll get better with Woods because the problem will be fixed forever. It's the all things basement tea experts at Woods Basement Systems. Get that free estimate at moonloveswoods.com. 
Yeah, and uh, it all stems from that thing that we heard from uh, Coach. Uh, Coach Carnell said uh, in preseason last year is that uh, this is a competitive environment, and these guys are competing for spots, and that that's yep. and that's healthy. That they're approaching that in a very healthy way. They're making sure that these guys are working their hardest in training. These are hard training sessions, and they even said, like, compared to some of the other squads, and 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 just kind of viewing the differences in in philosophies and how they're attacking preseason, how they're attacking training. This is a team. Uh, this is a this is a philosophy that's going in saying, hey, nobody's guaranteed a spot here, man. Just because yeah. you're getting paid more than this guy or you're expected to do more than this guy or something. It was, uh, I think when we had Joe Acchini on here, he said, you know, every training session is this healthy, competitive, I am after the starting spot, uh, no matter, you know, no matter what the expectation is. And I love that. I love that. You know, you get worried about that and you hear, oh, is, this, is that going to cause weird riffs? Is it going to cause a strange locker room? Uh, but I think it's I think it's a great thing, and I think we saw a lot of the results from it last year. I do want to read a quote here from uh, media availability earlier this week. Kristen Carver asked Zhao Klaus about Chris Durkin because uh, they have some history together, and uh, here was Zhao's really incredible answer. Quote, unquote, first of all, Chris is a great friend. We knew each other from Belgium before I signed with St. Louis. I asked him about the MLS and about life in the U.S., and now it's the opposite. I'm really happy that he's joined us. He's a great player player that can cover a lot of ground. He will fit in our system very well, and it looks like he's already been here for months. We're very happy to have him. I'm very happy to have my friend back with me, and I'm sure Chris will help us a lot this season. Hey, I don't Kevin. know if there's a better quote to hear from Zhao Klaus about a new player than that one right there. Yeah, that's great. And it goes back to the FIFA stuff. You know, you want that chemistry. You want those green lines. You don't want uh, red <laughs> and yellow where they don't know each other. And they... <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's that's a good... That's a good part of the uh, the FIFA mentality if you're if you're a video gamer. I love I love that and just again I really do think that Dirk that Durkin ha- has made that the the most interesting competition and and again I I keep wondering you know does it have to be a competition or is there a, a way that you divide you devise a city scheme that is good for two man pivots I think and, and the reason why this is fascinating because this goes back to our discussions last year which is you know where's the best place to put an Edward Leuven and I, I and when Leuven tells me my favorite place is to be further back so I can get the ball from the defense and then dictate what's going forward that when 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 you're a player like Leuven says that's what he wants I want him to be in those situations and so I I understand if the thought process is well a Blum Durkin pivot probably doesn't ever allow Leuven to get the ball in that situation as much because as good as Blum and Durkin are and Blum scoring a goal Durkin said from Klaus he can cover a lot of ground I don't know how much you want those guys working up the field as offensive players on a consistent basis and so maybe that's what's holding them back from doing a double pivot but I but you know none of this is a negative thing you know whoever the starting 11 is I'm going to be excited about it because you know then you get down to who's at front you know is it like I said is it if you play two strikers is it are Lu- is Luvin a, an outside midi for you? And is AZ Jackson your 10? Or how are you going to play it? There's so many different ways for Carnell and company to play it. And in some ways that can be a negative. But right now going into the season, I'm just trying to focus on the positives, which is I don't know if there's a, a scheme they have to play, or, or I shouldn't say a scheme because we obviously know their scheme. I don't know if there's a formation that they could go out there that I would criticize as long as it's just about getting the best 11 players out there. And I really think that's, what could be fun for Bradley Carnell is that he can do a lot of different um, formations because this is a very versatile team that can kind of total football their way around the field and kind yeah. of formulate and, and mesh into different formations, depending on what the situation is. And I think that's the thing to watch for through this city team. What's their formation on the attack? 
What's their formation on defense? What's their formation in transition? That's the question because this team doesn't run one formation. A lot of times during a game, they run three different formations, and it's one of each of them in each sequence of the game. So keep an eye out for that because something tells me they're going to be a flexible team this year. Yeah, and I'm looking forward to it. We we did a lot of that back in um... – in my day, in my heyday of playing, we we did a lot of four four two into WW type of things, depending on who was out there and and how quickly we needed to adjust. And I know I caught a lot of controversy last year, especially beginning of the season, because of my, um, I mean, we'll just say it like my uh, intense, uh, well, I don't, I'll say intense criticism of of Leuven and and how you know particular plays went or or fears that I may have had but I think you're right dude and after hearing him say that he's more comfortable being kind of a a CDM where he can kind of look up that is where he's the most creative because he needs that extra beat and when he has that extra beat he's creative and he can put the the ball wherever he wants as long as he has that extra beat and if he's not stressed out being a you know a, a, a center attacking mid where he's he needs to make this up kind of closer to the box line to that 18 um i i think he's going to be just an incredible asset this year and i am i am very excited i am very excited to see him with some speed in front of him and he gets that extra beat he controls that moment in the in the back midfield and he's just going to put that ball on people's foot because he is uh He's good at that, man. He's good at that. We saw a lot of that last year. Um, the only thing I'm concerned about with with our midfield, as I said in the very get go of last year, is just possession. I don't want to see any balls being lost uh, in that in that midfield. But I but I think I think you're right, man. I think there's nothing but positives to look forward to right now. Looking at a couple of these position battles, I just want to get kind of your thoughts on your expectations when you look at Tuesday. Let's let's say it's it's the it's a classic. 2023 city formation let's say they play they come out in let's call it the flat four i, I think that that's it's that's fairly likely they come out in a 4-4-2 back four you know two middies two wide midfielders and then two strikers i think it's pretty easy to say that klaus and adenner and your strikers up top and but my bigger question then comes as we work backwards and let's go through that so the midfield i think at this point and, and disagree with me please if you do i think at this point if you had to pick two starting center mid middies it would be durkin and Leuven. Yeah, I think so. 100%. And then on the outside, I think you got to go AZ on one side and then this could be controversial. I think with the with the way he's been playing and with the way they talk about him as a forward player, I think they could if they're going to play a more, you know, a, a more conservative formation, then maybe they take a little bit of risk with who they put in that conservative formation. AZ on one side, Nokvi Thorson on the other side. Yeah, I knew you were going to say Thorson. I I would say I would say start Thorson. As yeah. well, oh, this, although, oh my God, I, I keep forgetting about Indy Vasilev, and I don't, um, see, you know, I don't know if they start, I don't know if they start Thorson over Vasilev, and I think you have to start Az. I think Az is, I think Az is one of the five or six guys who's a, unless there's a fatigue issue, he's a guaranteed start every time. I think Indy's close to that though, so I think you might have to go Indy. Yeah, I'm not sure what's been happening preseason and training and all that kind of stuff. I would still start Jackson because I think that you have yeah. more explosive potential there and you at least give him the shot. I would have I would tell Vasilev to be ready at any time and 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 you know Pompeu is going to be ready at any time to 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 take a winger yeah. role if he needs to or throw I want front. him off the bench. 
I, I yeah. want him. I want him attacking a a defense on their back heels in the 65th minute. That's when I want Celio yeah. with every bit of with every you know no fatigue at all. I want him 100 percent going against a gas defense. As do as do I. But you know that he's fighting for a starting position. You know he's fighting for something. Whether he can get it over here or get it over there, I would still start Jackson and Thorson as well. Um, I I I love I love Vasilev, but I'm. I again I haven't seen him in preseason really. I haven't seen the, the the training, but I think I think he's he's teetering, but he's still on the bench first. All right. Well we're we'll have to talk about the defense later, uh, Moon, because we're now gonna have to bring in our guest for today's show, the CEO, Chief Experience Officer for St. Louis City SC, Matt Seebeck, joins Soccer 101 right now. Matt, thank you so much for joining me and Moon. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Yeah, how you been, man? I haven't seen you since last season. I know we're I know. Uh, we're, we've been we're, in hiding. We've been yeah, in hiding. yeah. We're uh, you know only a couple days away, uh, Champions Cup on February twentieth next Tuesday. So uh, yeah, we're we're just a short short while away. Weather's nice in St. Louis. So we're pumped. How has your off season been? How have you been? It's been awesome. You know, like first year, uh, pretty remarkable. But I think you know the the culture at the club. And this really driven from, you know, our amazing local ownership group is to not rest on the laurels of season one. And we really want to create this vibe that is Netflix season two. So if you dialed into season one, season two is going to be even better. You know, new characters, new storylines. And we're pretty pumped about that. So, you know, you saw the food announcements uh, continue to elevate the game day experience. So that's just I think the mentality that we have is, uh, you know, let's improve on season one. Yeah, man. So I'm, um, I'm, I'm interested in, I know you and I have talked a little bit about some behind the scenes stuff for this kind of podcast. I'm interested in behind the scenes and Rocky and I have been talking about the behind the scenes stuff with what's going on on the field, of course, you know, because we, we, we get the updates and, and that stuff is harder to, uh, it's harder to hide because there's just a, a a cadence and a pattern to how all those um, announcements come out. So we just got done talking about the field, what we're expecting and all that. But I imagine your off season is probably the most on season. You're probably working, 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 setting all these things up. And then we have these announcements just before the season. And I'm imagining, and tell me if I'm wrong, the season is about executing all the work that you have been doing in the off season. Is that true? It is. Yeah, absolutely. And I think what is, you know, the mentality again is, is this continuous improvement though. And, you know, we have, uh, you know, anywhere from 17 to, to 20 home games a season and all of these are data points and, you know, fans give us a ton of feedback, whether it's, you know, on social feeds or the surveys that we're sending out to, to ticket holders and, you know, they're telling us things to fix. So while it's not these, these big, you know, food partner announcements and music programming. And um, we are making, you know, continuous improvement and, and small little enhancements a- along the way. So, you know, I think for, for the off season, it is, you know, some of the bigger rocks that have to be moved and um, been doing work down at the stadium and just kind of looking at, you know, what worked and, and what were areas for improvement. So, you know, level up and, and double down as, as we've been saying around the office. Something we also talked about, Matt, is, is building the culture around the team and, and kind of finding a way to mesh that with the culture of the city. And obviously what goes on, on on the field has a huge part to that. But you guys also off the field and everything you do are also a big part of meshing those two things. I think, yeah, and I think there are similarities. Um, you know, you talk to Lutz and, and Bradley. There's this very, you know, the it's the high-pressing, you know, gig-and-pressing style that is very blue-collar. And I think it's a style that – St. Louis has been captivated by off the field, 
we have similar mentality that we've got a, a little bit of a chip on our shoulder and we want to carry ourselves with a bit of swagger. And, um, you know, I think it's easy to pay attention to the coastal teams. Um, and that's not to say that, you know, I think LAFC and, you know, Miami's and New York, um, they, they're doing fantastic work, but for us to enter the league in, you know, middle of America, um, you know, and we wanted to prove people wrong. And I think we've come out of the door incredibly strong, both on the field and off the field. We've broken records, whether it's, you know, uh, ticket deposits or merchandise sales. And um, it's it's been nice, I think, for St. Louis to be able to, to puff our chest a little bit and say, you know, you, you need to watch out for us. And we want to continue that mentality into season two. Hey, to take you back for just one second, you were talking about, you know, listening to the feedback. And I know, you know, we're St. Louisans. We all have opinions and we're pretty <laughs> we're pretty cool with sharing those opinions. And um, so, I mean, if you could, and I, I'm not trying to, this isn't a gotcha in any way. Like what, what did you find that you thought was going to work that maybe didn't that you wanted or that you are making changes for, th- for this year? Not negative feedback necessarily, but like just something that you're like, ah, this isn't, this, this didn't work. Yeah, I think it's it's a it's a good question. I'd say you know one of the the more surprising things was I, I think again you can think of St. Louis you know middle of America late to embrace technology. Um, you know we came out of the gates we're 100% digital ticketing 100% cashless, and um, you know even even some of our our counterparts in other stadiums here in St. Louis have tried uh, to go cashless and it's 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 been hard and it's been met with opposition. Um, so for us as a new venue, we wanted to set the stage and say, you know, this is the behavior moving forward. And we've been pleasantly surprised at people, the way that they've embraced a cashless venue or mobile technology like mobile order ahead at, at you know, 10 of our restaurant partners. So I'd say that was a, that was a, ple- a pleasant lesson learned, Moon, was just how, um, how much our fan base was willing to embrace new, you know, new models of transaction and new technology. We've, of course, Moon on your show talked about the uh, the magic stores, as you called them, the uh, yeah, man. <laughs> the walkout markets. Those were, I think, um, a bit of a big swing for us. And we you know, had questions on if that was something that St. Louis was going to embrace and people loved them. So, um, you know, pleasant surprise there. Um, and I think, you know, the the other part is, you know, looking at data and getting feedback about things that we thought were you know pretty simple. But if the formula is not broke. Uh, don't change it. And and things like, you know, turning the lights out in pregame and having everything go city red. Um, th- like, honestly, you know, we've, we've had a lot of other teams reach out across leagues and ask us, you know, how we do that or how we're able to achieve that effect. Uh, it, it's honestly probably the most low tech thing that we do. Um, it, there's no real magic behind it. I think it's just the simplicity and the consistency and the eeriness of the music and the environment and the lights to create that 360 mood. Um, so it's those types of things that um, I think our instinct is, how do we, how do we really elevate it and change it and get to the next level? Um, but we've had to have some honest conversations about if it's not broke, don't fix it. Cause fans really like it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, soccer, I mean, it's such a customary thing, you know, you, you get into routines and all that, and you guys are building like, you know, routines and staple fixtures of, of the experience and all that. I can't imagine uh, just the, the, the pressure of that is, is immense after, after, you know, after everything's announced and you're trying to build it and kudos to you, man. Congratulations on just a, an incredible season of amazing experience down at the stadium. My children loved it. Uh, everyone that I knew that, that was dragged there because they weren't soccer fans. Uh, they came out going, Oh my gosh, I love, 
love this. I'm not sure if I love the sport, but I love this experience. So congratulations yeah. to you. My hat's off. Um, huge applause. And I, I couldn't have been more impressed with the, the in-game experience. That's great, Moon. No, I, I appreciate that. And I've, I, you know, serendipitously have had uh, similar interactions. I've always been the soccer guy in my groups of family and friends and, you know, for them to come out to the stadium and, and, you know, their, their responses, I, I think I'm a soccer fan now. This was so unexpected. Um, but I think it is that, that energy that, the collective fan base brings that soccer is a lot more fun. Um, and I think a lot of people, um, if you are a casual sport fan in St. Louis, that now once you've seen a game and you've experienced it, um, you know, the fan, I think you've seen that growth in the fan base happen over the last couple of years. Yeah. Speaking of that excitement, Matt, obviously uh, today is the beginning of a big weekend for you guys. Obviously, you have the pep rally coming up with Bradley Carnell. You have the fashion show also coming up with a lot of the players and even some broadcasters are going to be out there showing the duds. But, of course, because of all that, it, it comes from the fact that you guys have a new away jersey for the 2024 season. I know a lot of people are pretty excited about that. We are. Yeah. And it's, um, you know, again, if you're if you're new to the sport, um, soccer, unlike some of the others, um, you know, a, a new a new jersey is is typically an annual thing. And it, it is a very uh, physical, tactile thing that um, signifies a, a rebirth and a new year. So we are um, we're really, really excited about this. Um, we've been working on on this particular kit for the last two years. Um, and we're uh, we're excited to show it off today. Actually, I have it on. So you, you ready? Oh, yeah, we're ready. I'm ready. This is one of my it's one of my go. favorite oh. things. Oh, yeah, that's oh. sick looking. That is a clean jersey. I love that. Yeah. Oh, you guys hit it out of the park. That is a beautiful jersey. It is really. Um, yeah. So oh obviously, you know, God. really leaning into the city red, the, the city red home jersey will stay. Um, but it looks, just looks really uh, great on that red looks great on broadcast. So to bring that tonal red. So we go one color on the, the city logo. Um, of course, the Adidas logo, Purina, BJC. Um, and then, our, of course, our, our city flag. Oh, I yeah. Look at that. I love um, that, so and, that's, it's, that's and it's awesome. it's got the city red band uh, down the side too, down the seam. Yeah. I see that. So really leaning into the okay. city red, and then a uh, quick story about the design. That the I was going to say the-, on the front is actually um, driven. So the name of the kit is the Confluence Kit. Um, yes. So as we in St. Louis okay. know, the, the intersection of Missouri and Mississippi rivers uh, meet at Confluence Point here in St. Louis across mm-hmm. our region, and so we just love this analogy of those two rivers forming you know, unity, but also a perpetual energy and motion and moving forward, which, you know, you see at game day, you see the flags and the energy in city parks. So we wanted to bring that really dynamic pattern to the Jersey. But I think what's cool is we've ended up with um, a bit of a visual design here that every kit is, will not look the same. Oh, okay. Actually ends up looking a bit like a fingerprint, which we think is a, a beautiful analogy for, you know, whether it's media, front office, uh, chefs, uh, our players, our coaches have all, you know, spent the last three years and specifically last year putting their fingerprint on, on the club. So we like this idea that the name of the campaign is Leave Your Mark, which is, you know, literal to the fingerprint, but also, hey, it's a white jersey. Uh, mm-hmm. Dirty it up, get signatures on it, rub some dirt yeah. on it. Whatever you do, it, it really becomes uh, the uniform of St. Louis. So we, we really love this kit. 
I love it, man. This is one of my favorite things. I've been a, a, a you know a, a Manchester United and an EPL fan for for twenty something years now, and every single year I I I turn into a, a, an eight year old kid every time they're about to release the new kits. Like that's my favorite thing. So now that I have like a squad that I'm just absolutely in love with that represents my home team, this is going to be one of the most exciting announcements for me that comes year after year after year. So thank you for sharing that uh, here, and I can't wait to get my name on the back of one. That's right. <laughs> This, now, quick question: Is the is the St. Louis flag at the bottom of the jersey? Is that a single tone? Is that all just the red Every, white? Yeah. Oh, so everything the, everything in the kit is tonal. So I love that. Yeah. That's a really gr- cool. that's a great decision. And that's what even you know for Purina, a brand that is you know a global brand in red, you know for them to you know change the color to match our tonal city red. Yeah, that's um, cool. I think just shows you know the partnership that we have with, with Purina and BJC. So it is. It is bright. It's bold. It's going to look great on those away games on broadcast. So we're really, uh, we're really happy about it. Players one, love it too. One more thing, Matt. Um, before before we uh, get some final um, notes about uh, th- this big weekend, you mentioned earlier. I just want to go back because you, you and Moon were talking about you know getting kids involved and getting people who aren't soccer fans. One quick thing um, with you guys putting your fingerprint on things. Can you dive into a little bit about what went into the changes you're making for the city two games and how important it is to to, to really you know, get people out there and how great it is to have like a 6 p.m. Sunday night event during the summer for families to kind of take their kids to. No, it's a great point. And, you know, I, I, uh, I'm born and raised in St. Louis. So sometimes I make baseball analogies a little too much um, despite being a massive <laughs> soccer fan, but you know, uh, the Cardinals have the Memphis Redbirds. That's their triple a team. Well, we have our minor league, our development team is city two, and they play right here in St. Louis. And so we just think it's such an amazing opportunity for us especially, you know, not only to, to build the next generation of talent on the field, but for, you know, city park games um, and our first team, a lot of them are sold out and a lot of them are on Saturday nights. Um, so bringing, you know, the next generation of fans through the door um, can be a challenge. So we think city two is an amazing platform and an opportunity with, you know, younger players um, providing accessibility um, Sunday afternoon games, like you said, um, lower price point for food and tickets. We think is you know, great opportunity to bring kids, you know, spend a couple hours at the park in the summer, um, bring a, a whole youth team um, to come check out the, the game. Um, so we're really excited about it. The city two team is excited about it, about, you know, hanging out after the game, signing autographs, getting pictures. So I think it's, it's those little moments while it's, it's not the first team stars. This is really where we can provide some really great experiences and some accessibility into, into the city fold. Yeah. That's that incredible. So uh, I'm, I'm so excited for the season. Thank you again for, uh, uh, for all the hard work you and the front office and everybody has done over at uh, St. Louis City SC, uh, we're excited for the season. It all kicks off uh, on the 20th at, here at City Park for CONCACAF Champions Cup against Houston. And then the MLS season starts four days later. And it's it's off to the races, dude. Off to the races. It's going to be great. And and thank you for all you guys do, you know, continuing to provide the, you know, education. And you guys have such fun with, with soccer. You guys are, you know undeniably fans of the game. So it's um, however we can help out. Just let us know. And really quickly, Matt, before, before we let you go, just tell everybody out there, how can, uh, how can they get involved in the prep pep rally? And are there still tickets available to the fashion show on Sunday? Uh, So the fashion show is sold out, um, but I encourage everyone, if you're a city fan or just new to it, um, the pep rally uh, Saturday at the armory from one to three is going to be an amazing event. Armory is huge. 
Um, it's free to get in. Um, Coach Carnell will be speaking. We'll be showing off the new kits. Um, the team will be there. Um, you'll have a chance to win autograph sessions. Our supporter groups will be there leading chants and cheers. Um, so we'll be kind of a, a mini city park festival. Um, it's just at the Armory Saturday from 1 to 3. Awesome. Thank you so much, man. I appreciate it. We're just going to wrap up the episode right here because uh, we're going to be back again with Soccer 101 next week right after that initial Kick off to the season happening on the 20th at City Park for the Champions Cup. Uh, Matt, thank you. Uh, other Matt, thank you as well. And uh, we will see you uh, out at City Park there, Matt Seebeck and Matt Rocchio. And for a Soccer 101, I would say that was a nice shot and a goal! goal!